Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. The Craig Ferguson Fancy Rascal stand-up tour continues throughout 2024. For a full list of dates and tickets, go to thecraigfergusonshow.com slash tour. See you out there, thecraigfergusonshow.com slash tour. My name is Craig Ferguson. The name of this podcast is Joy. I talk to interesting people about what brings them happiness. Yvette Nicole Brown is pure class. She's been my friend for a long time. She's a very good actress. She's a very serious person. And she's also a very funny person. It's a very interesting combination. Here she is. I miss our time together. Well, you know what? We're going to take care of that right now. Somebody's going to bring <laughs> coffee, though. So are you going to bring coffee? Oh, yes, please. I'll yeah. take one, too, now that you talk about it. Yeah. I, I got a lot to do today. Right, but we can start. <laughs> so but we can start before the coffee gets here. <laughs> sure. I think that that's fine. You know what's interesting? Why are you wearing a mask? Because Yvette was wearing a mask. Oh, you haven't worn a mask in two days. And that's now you're wearing so a mask. nice. Thank oh, you. See, do you want me to wear a mask? See how ki- no, you can't do it while we're on the radio. But see how mm-hmm. kind that was of him to just yeah, yeah, want, nice. want to do that for me. They're nice guys. I'm just, I, w- I just didn't know if there was a, a reason that he thought. This oh. is a nice podcast situation in here too. You know, is this me. your studio? I own this whole building. Do you? Why is Tomas laughing? Because I just told you all. <laughs> but and you know what? It's believable. Yeah, but he he would be shit at poker. And Tomas. I wish it was. Yeah, he giggled. Yeah. He giggled way too fast. He giggled. <clears> he was <throat> like, "Cause I do you think that I could own a whole building in Hollywood? Absolutely. Do you know what I would call it? What the Yvette Nicole Co-Brown Brown building? building? Yeah, and you know why? Because I would want it to be like the <laughs> auditorium in your old high school. 
which I I have to say, congratulations. Oh. I can't believe you had the auditorium in your old high school named after you because Arsenio Hall went to your high school. He did, and I think... And if it's a hall, wouldn't you <laughs> call, call it, it the Arsenio, the Arsenio hall, hall, hall Hall? You know what? You've just made me feel like I need to rescind the offer. I'm going next week to get the honor. And, congratulations. Um, thank That's you. Really no, it's so. really... it's it Honestly, is. I joke about it, but it, it is like an Oscar to me because I love my hometown and... Warrensville Heights High School, by the way, and Arsenio and I both graduated from there. He uh, he's got a few years on me, a couple years on me, and um, he was in the Hall of Fame of my high school when I was a kid, and so I would walk by and see Arsenio Hall and dream of one day making it to where he was. And now I'm friends with him, and now the auditorium's going to be named for me. Such a nice guy. He's one of the best human beings I know. I did some gigs with him and Jay mm-hmm. Leno during the, the summer. We went, did some casino gigs together, yeah. and he's just great he's just decent you know how when he you is, meet people yeah, like I, that's yeah. the word that i would use for him he actually he doesn't get credit for this he also has a hand in me finally meeting janet jackson because no. i've been trying to meet janet jackson for so long and finally i was like who do i know that could know her and i'm like arsenio knows everybody yeah he does so i reached out to him and he said i'm going to reach out to johnny it became like a uh a, a, what do you call it a game of telephone Yvette. arsenio called johnny johnny called janet and it all kind of came together we're they helped me. You so know. now you and Janet Jackson hang out? I believe we're friends. Now, you, you have to ask Janet if it's true. Well, <laughs> I, I, I would ask are. her, but I can't get in touch with her until I get in touch with Arsenio, and he's got to call Johnny. Johnny Gale, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it works. It's a, it's a good way. But listen, you, the school you went to, you, you're from Cleveland, right? Yes. That's why I think of you as being from Cleveland. I am from yeah, born in East Cleveland, graduated right. from Warrensville Heights, which is like a suburb of East Cleveland or suburb of Cleveland. Is it near Akron? Akron is about 30 or 40 minutes away, which is where I went to college. Oh, because yeah. I, I knew there was a connection with you yeah. with Akron because you know that Alcoholics Anonymous started in Akron. I did not know that. Yeah. I know Akron for my college. Yeah. Zippers, which they're known for. Rubber. Um, yeah, rubber. The, all the tire yeah. factories yeah. used to be right. That's right. And LeBron James. And LeBron James? He's not in your high school. Though. He didn't no, go he's. School. I wish I was his age. No, I've got him by a good 12 years, I think. Now, let me th- ask you this. Mm-hmm. In the Hall of Fame at your high school? Yes. This is you, obviously. Yeah. Arsenio Hall, who's yes. not got the hall named after him, which I still think <laughs> is a serious piece of mismanagement. It's really a problem. Uh, but who else is in the Hall of Fame? Is there anyone uh, else I would know? Brad Sellers. Okay. I, I'm not familiar with um, Brad. Basketball player. Okay. And also, I think he's currently our mayor. I think Brad is currently still our mayor of Warrensville. And then a lot of like city dignitaries and pastors and, right, you know, okay. people like yeah, that, yeah. people that have made their a name for themselves. Sounds like a school. very kind of uh, good school. It is a good school. Was it a good experience growing up in Cleveland? It was. You know, I'm a nerd, though. Like, I love I love school. So my school experience, I was like front row center nerd, that kind of thing. I, I did all the extracurriculars. I was drama and the band and the choir. You know, so that school was great for me. Um, East Cleveland is a great place to be from because it's the hood. Yeah. And it teaches you, you know, how to survive in life. I think that I'm able to make it in L.A. and in this industry because I was born and bred in East Cleveland, Ohio. It's well, not see, for the squeamish. Now, what, it, what does that look like in, in terms of the hood? What is it is like, was there drug crime? Was yeah. There, yeah. Is that what it was? At your drugs, um, violence, um, yeah. you know, a, a little bit of lawlessness. You know, <laughs> listen. Yeah. People people have free time and not enough opportunities. And when you when you when that's the situation, sometimes you you don't make the best decisions. And also, you know, we can talk about systemic racism and all the other things that cause yeah um, something to be considered a hood and why people can't get out or why they can't make a, make it better for themselves. I never blame the people because it's their circumstances that put also, us in the communities we're in. Every person is a different story. Absolutely. So it, I think that one of the things that I I have a kind of I get annoyed about and as I get older there's a lot of them most of them are people on my lawn but one and, and my hip but one of the things I get annoyed about is when 
is when you take a group of people, no matter who they are, and you just say, this is what these people are like. And yeah, I go, well, they, like, see, that's not going to help. That's, that's not, not going to help. It's not it. And I mean, I come from a lively area. Mm -hmm, in Scotland. Uh, in Scotland. And it wasn't race because, yeah. you know, everyone was, uh, yeah. there were people of other races yeah. there, but it was like 98%. Wow. Something like that, you wow. know. And so violence, if you were from a different race, I, I can't speak to that experience because mm -hmm. I didn't grow up with that. But, mm -hmm. but mostly what I encountered was sectarian violence based on religion. Wow. So yeah. it, it was Catholics and Protestants. Absolutely. Basically. Absolutely. And, and it was, it fe feels to me that sometimes humans, when they've got nothing else to do, they pick a side. It's always a free time issue. Right. Yeah. Because I think about the, uh, you know, the the term Karens, like all the all the white yeah. women that are apparently deputized right. to stop black people from living. Um, <laughs> they don't have any real problems. They don't have any real problems. They don't have any real issues. And that's why they're looking out their window going, why is that person standing on the street? If you are trying to pay your bills and raise your kids and, and not die by police violence as a black person, mm. you don't have time to look out and see what somebody on the street is doing. You're just literally trying to survive. You so. you are, as a person, mm -hmm. clearly right now, and I know this about you anyway, you are concerned with civic. Absolutely. Uh, do you think there is a, a world in which you run for office? Oh, Craig. You know, it's funny. Before 2016, I would have said absolutely not because I thought you had to be smarter, better, all ever, of those you things. Ever meet any of these people? I, I mean, now <laughs> listen. Come after on. Donald Trump alone, after Donald Trump and all the nonsense going on in Congress right now, and and McCarthy and Matt Gates, I'm seeing so many people that are making decisions for all of us that are not decent human beings. Mm -hmm. And the idea that people that only care about people that look like them or love like them or think like them um, are deciding what happens to the rest of us that are not like them scares me. So now I'm saying. I don't know. Like there might be. I think you should. I oh. think you should. Now, here's here's why I think you should. Why? And here's why. I, because I sense your reluctance. Yes. And that to me is a qualifying mark <laughs> for a politician. If you're reluctant to run for office. Right. Yeah. And you probably should. You probably should, should run. And, and also you care. I do. You know, and if, if you care and, but you're reluctant to get in the fight, but you can't see any way again. Now the fight, right. that's the hero's journey right there. That's like, yeah. the, you know, that's, that's Joseph Campbell right, right. there. That's right. you're being the call to action. Call to action. Yeah. Right. And I'm, and I'm here right now to say to you, <laughs> I'm one of the gatekeepers. I'm one of the, I'm one of the, you know, the information givers. Yes. And I'm saying, I think it might be time. It might be. I, you know, I'm, I'm at a crossroads in my life. I just, I just, I'm in my fifties now. And First I'm, of all, I don't believe that. I am 52 years old. Just Stop 52. it. You moisturize clearly all the time. I believe in hydration. I do, yeah, guys. Yeah. Well, it works. Thank you, honey. But yeah, so I'm at the age where you're starting to go, okay, well, I'll probably have more runway behind me than in front of me. And so you start to look at what do, right, so yeah. what do I want to do? Like, what is, what's my legacy? Because I, I, I'm not married yet. I have a sweetie and I'm hoping it's going that way, but I didn't have kids. So I don't have the the family legacy to say these are the this is the the flag I'm I'm putting down because these humans I helped put in the world. Mm. So now it becomes what how do I leave a legacy in another way? I believe, I hope one of the ways is kindness. I hope that my calling card is kindness and when people are around me or leave my my presence, they're better. I do believe that 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 is one of the things I hope that I'll be known for when I leave here. But aside from that, you know, what did I do that changed the trajectory of this world in a good way. Yeah. Because a lot of people want um want to make a what's that saying? They says somebody people want to make 
a name for themselves, make a mark so bad they don't care if it's a stain. Yeah. That is, I don't know who said that quote, but that has always stuck with me. And I think in this industry in particular, people are so determined to be somebody. They don't care what they're, what that somebody, what is. That somebody is. Yeah. They don't care if they're hurting people. They don't care if they're lying to people. And we noticed that in, in what happened, you know, recently with the, um, with Congress, you know, McCarthy wanted to get in because he wanted to be speaker. Mm. He didn't want to be speaker because he wanted to do good. He didn't want to be speaker so that he could change people's lives to the better. He wanted to be speaker because of the clout and the power that would come from him being second in the line of succession. Do you think that he wanted those things when he started out as a youngin? You know, I I, I would like to hope. I mean, how how, do you, how, how could you I, possibly I, I, no, know the I, answer I, to I, that? But I, he has fallen so far from what I think decency is mm. that I have to believe that he didn't that he was never on the path to be a decent person because in my mind. Even if you start, if you started out decent and he had fallen on the wayside, as soon as you get that gavel and you realize the weight of it, like if the president and vice president pass away, I'm I'm in charge of this entire country and I can show how I will govern based on how I handle these 400 people that I'm the leader of here. Mm. And if you have that responsibility in your hand and you squander it and you lie and you 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 stab people in the back and you make promises that you don't keep, that tells me you could not have started. But, from a you know, decent space. Look, just to play devil's advocate, because yes. we're not talking about an individual that yes. I have a lot of time for. But okay. but let me let me be the other side. Do of it. it and say that isn't everyone in that world a liar? Isn't everyone in that world super ambitious? Isn't everyone don't, don't they? I, I don't mean, know. it seems to me a lot of people have made promises that they didn't keep yeah, on, I think, on I, both sides of the house. Yeah, I got to say this though, and, and to be fair. Politics is difficult, and I, there are a lot of things that you run on that you want to do, right? Like, people are upset with Joe Biden because he had all these things he wanted to do that he couldn't get through. Mm. They're forgetting that how civics works, the, the, the Congress has the power of the purse, which means they get to decide what becomes a bill, and then the Senate House decides what becomes a bill. The Senate decides whether it goes to the president, and then the president gets to sign it. I remember this from the— I'm just a bill, I'm yes. I'm just a bill, yeah. yeah from yeah. Schoolhouse Rock. Everybody right. listen to it if you need to know how civics works. So— President Biden can say, I want to do this, this, and this. But if he does not have the votes, because in this situation, there were two Democrats that kept voting with the Republicans, which means he did not have the first part of his um, administration. He didn't have the numbers. So you have to understand that, yes, he promised it. And yes, he didn't deliver it. But you got to ask yourself, did he lie or was he thwarted? Well, here's what I would say to you. And then I'm going to move you gently away from From politics. Okay, you got got us here. No, no, I know. And I I genuinely want to hear about it. But if... You promise something mm-hmm. that you know that you can't 100% deliver. Shouldn't you fest to that Absolute, while you make the promise? Absolutely. But yeah. I don't know that the ones that aren't delivering, I, I I don't believe, I guess I don't believe that thesis statement that all of them are duplicitous. I don't believe that they're going and going, what can I say no, to No, I get? think you're right. You I think you're saying? right to call me on that. Yeah, yeah I think things right. happen. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes you have to make good with one person to try to get further down the road on something else that matters. Right. So I think there's a lot of that going on. So I don't think it's black and white, but I think there's a difference between choosing to be a horrible person, choosing power over people, and then having to make decisions to, to, to make greater change later. I like the idea of you can be a good person or a horrible person. But I think mm-hmm. it seems to me as I observe, uh, you know, inaccurately, I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of the time, the human race, mm-hmm. that very few people will admit to be the villain of their own story. Mm. So if someone is a horrible person, like 
there's you'll always find someone that'll back you up. Mm-hmm. Like Hitler had a girlfriend. He did. You know, I mean, it's like it, it's not <laughs> not that, I, that that's you know, there's always someone that'll say, "No, you're right," or do you lose sight of things? Like if if somebody if you find yourself in an ethical dilemma, let let's say. It's it's 2034. Mm-hmm. Nicole Brown is Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. The President and the Vice President sadly got a terrible dose of the trots and <laughs> off the shelf. And now you're President of the United they States. They died from the trots. Correct? The trots, yeah. Wow. It's the trotsky. Yeah, it was oh trotsky. God, it's horrible. Yeah, they got they got very very bad pooperia. They got pooperia, uh, and I think it, I think there may be an old law that you're not allowed to talk about the President, you know, dying. Is it really? Yeah, Are I we think, in trouble right now? Well, no, because it's a hypothetical president in the future. Okay, and we said, right. We said pooperia or the trots. We did. So it's not like we're... That's right. Right. But anyway, anyway, I don't think we're in trouble. But what I'm saying... Well, no, I'm not. You said it. I didn't well, say nothing. I'm saying... <laughs> You are a politician. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I didn't say <laughs> Listen, you I didn't said say it. it. You said, go on. Right. So now you're the president of okay. the United States. Now you can do some things and you can't do other things. Mm-hmm. And the country is a similar state. That's in it. What do you choose? What is your first option? What do you think? This is the first thing we've got to get done right now. First thing we would have to get done is voter voting rights. Yeah. Immediately. I think that's, I think and, that's and, fair. And yeah. probably the second thing, um, no matter how I got in office, I would get rid of the electoral college. I think one vote, everybody should get one vote and your vote should, the, the person who gets the most votes should be president, period. And then that takes away all the shenanigans. You, then you have to campaign in every state. You can't just pick the three or four that. Yeah. And I think everyone should get to meet you and kick the tires and, and find out what you're really about. So those are two I things. That, I, would I, I don't think that there's any really, I, I mean, I think that's a rational thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But let's. Let's look at democracy a little bit because it's brutal. Let's do it. Democracy is a very brutal it system. It is. It is. You know, if it is the majority want a thing, mm-hmm. and and if that thing is hateful, mm-hmm. and the the majority want it, then democracy wants a hateful thing. It's not inherently there's not inherent goodness to it. I mean, it's it's better than anything else we right. have lying around. Right. But but it's not foolproof. Is well, what I'm listen, saying. Listen, there's been a few times in my life as a voter that the person I wanted to win did not win. It sucks, but I accepted it. Yeah. So it's not so much that you have to get everything you want every time. You just want a shot at getting what you want. That's what democracy is. I'm going to go out and I'm going to vote, and I hope that enough people think like me and this person or this this uh, thing can get in, right? And then if it doesn't, most people, barring the orange thing, accept it. And they say, I lost, and it sucks, but I'm going to now get behind the person that won, um, or the issue that won, and I'm going to support it. So I think we're broken right now because now we very tricky. Say, yeah, we say everyone's that, so ev- yeah, and, it's, and angry. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the thing is, if we get back to I am my brother and sister's keeper, I think we yeah. lost that. If we get back to thinking like that, I say this all the time when I talk about politics, and then we can't move on after this. Right. I don't have any kids, right? But if there's a school board issue on the on the the um, ballot, I vote for it. Mm-hmm. Because I want other people's kids to have what they need. They're our future. Yeah, you're, I not want them. A, you're not a monster. Absolutely. Right. No, but there are some people that are like, if I don't have kids, why am I voting for a better schools? I don't have kids. Yeah, you see that, what I'm saying? There are yeah, a lot that, of people that vote that way. Yeah. So it's like you have to think of the greater good of other people yeah, as you I, move through I remember, life. I remember having a discussion with a family member about that. I said, I shouldn't have to pay for their, you know, uh, I can't remember what it was. And I was like, no, 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 you do have you to pay do. for it. That's, that's the deal.
The Craig Ferguson Fancy Rascal Stand-Up Tour continues throughout the United States in 2024. For a full list of dates and tickets, go to thecraigfergusonshow.com slash tour. See you out there. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, everybody has stuff that stresses them out and annoys them, and I'm no different from anybody else. For example, I get very irritated that people that wear shoes that look like feet. That's not a big deal, but it's a, it's a big deal to me. Obviously, there are much more important things to get worried about. Get them off your chest. When you keep them bottled up, it starts to affect you negatively. Now, therapy is a safe place to do that. That's what I did. And you figure out what's going on with you, work it through, and then let it go. Let it go, you see? That's what, I, that's what I think. I've done a lot of therapy, and I have to say I'm a very satisfied customer. If you think I'm kind of tense now, you should have seen me before I started. I'm actually, I really do recommend it. If you can do it, you should do it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I'd suggest giving better help a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with, you know, a licensed therapist, proper one, and then you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. I just think it's a good idea. Give it a shot. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash joypod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash joypod. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
I don't know. Are you are you a religious person? I am a person of faith. Yeah. Are you are you uh, are you a Christian? I'm a Christian. So if you're a Christian and many people, a lot of people profess to be Christians mm-hmm. and, and are that, not uh, right. following Christ at all. Um, I think that that you well that that's your thing. You know right. that that's the whole thing. I'm interested, by the way, about yeah. Christianity. I've yes. been I've been looking at it a lot because I'm not. Am I a person of faith? No, I'm a person of doubt, which is almost a person That's of faith. kind of the same thing. Yeah, It yeah, really is, because it, faith is about seeing, believing things that you can't see. Right. And also, God doesn't have a problem with you doubting. Like, there's moments in the in the Bible where it's like, people are saying, Lord, please show me. Please mm-hmm. make it plain to me. So the fact, he knows this is difficult things to grasp. Man, something in the sky made everything. And, you know, it's it's hard to grasp. I just look at my life and know how miraculous everything that has happened for me has been. And I am not a person of ego. So the person of ego will go, look what I did. Mm. I absolutely know that there's no way I could have crafted this career or my life. The fact that I am talking to Craig Ferguson in, in LA. In his very in own your building. Vi- very the own building. Brown building. Your very in own Hollywood. building. Exactly. <laughs> I could not have fashioned this. There's nothing within me that could have brought me to this place. So I know that I'm walking in my call and I know that it's a call that was placed on me. Now, that's my faith. Now, everybody got to work it out their own way but I know that to be true for me I think that's fine so, I, I'm no I've, I'm glad to find myself at the point in my life where I don't have to challenge anyone on right. anything they believe same right but what I am in I am interested mm-hmm. though in what you believe does it fall are you a person of a of a a recognized church is there a are you a Catholic are you a Baptist I'm Baptist or, but oh I, you are a Baptist yeah I'm Baptist but I'll say right. this when I was younger like in my 20s and 30s I was there every time the church opened every day with what we doing today and I've gotten to a point now where it's more of a spiritual journey than a religious journey for me. So it's not so much about... Find the difference, would you, for spirituality me? Spirituality is having your own relationship with God or with Jesus for me, in God right. and Jesus for me. Um, and religion is more about uh, go to church on Sunday. You have to do this. You have to wear... It's, right, it's so more... It's, tra- it's tradition. It's yeah. more... And a lot of the stuff that churches do were, is not in the Bible. You know, Jesus said where two or three are gathered. I'm yeah. there also. Right. We are the church. The fact that we're having a conversation about him right now, church is happening right here. So this idea that we have to be in a specific building, to I don't know that I believe in that anymore. Now, I'm not against going to church. I'm not against having the gathering of saints and getting a good word. But I also realized the more I went to church out here, the word started to change because they were trying to curry the favor of man instead of respecting and honoring God. So it became more about what can I say to get butts in these seats so I can get money. And you have to say certain things to get butts in the seats. And then it, it's less about how can I be well, a better... the love of money is the, the root lo- of all root people. For the love of money. People yeah. forget that. They think it's money. It's not yeah, money. No, money's it's the fine. Love. It's just, just if you love it Absolutely, too much. Absolutely, it's the love. And yeah. then also speaking of that, a lot of Christians who say they're Christians don't love. Mm. If you look at a lot of the evangelicals that are following uh, Donald Trump and MAGA and all that, they hate everybody. They hate everybody and everything. Westboro Baptist people. Come on. How can you say you're following Christ and you hate people? How? It's a tricky one. I don't know how you kind of, you work it out, but my guess is that it's probably to do with a lack of understanding of Mm. what's, the teachings of of Christ was yeah are I should say yeah I became fascinated with Christianity in the la- during the lockdown I think mm. and I I started reading Do you ever read any C S Lewis yes I started reading C S Lewis and C S Lewis uh, why what is it what Christians believe mm-hmm. and then I read Bertrand Russell's counteraction to that which mm. is why I'm not a Christian and I was mm. like 
It's not a great argument, Bertrand. I mean, mm. you're a very clever man. Principal Mathematica is yeah. very clever, but I'm not sure that I'm... And and then from C.S. Lewis, I went into G.K. Chesterton. Have you been there? No. Oh, you got to read I got to go there? Yeah, you got to yeah, text that, me and tell me. That G.K. Chesterton is kind of like the Velvet Underground for mm. C.S. Lewis. Come being, on, bring it. Yeah, I mean... Put it in my veins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... I mean, they're they're fascinating Christian apologists, yeah. and so I thought I, I I just I just started reading about it, and it led me into pre-Roman Church Christianity, which I've now become fascinated mm. by, which is obviously up until the three hundred years mm-hmm. before Rome adopted mm-hmm. uh, Christianity, and what I think about it now is that Rome adopting Christianity is kind of like Starbucks opening a store at Burning Man. Like it changed the face. Yes, of everything. everything. Yeah, because the, the Romans thought that the Christians were atheists. Really? Yeah, they thought. Well, they've only got one God. That, that's crazy. Right. You know, you can't have one God. You right. got what about you know the God for your hat? Right. And the, <laughs> right. And the God for cheese and <laughs> all that. I mean, because they had so many different gods. So, and they had a. They thought this is the thing about propaganda. Mm-hmm. They thought the Christians were cannibals. Because they misunderstood the Eucharist, mm-hmm. and, just, and like so, when they're saying, "This is my body," this is eat they the body. Eat people, yeah, they're, they eat they're people. eating people. Quick, right. quick, nail them to their very bad. <laughs> right. Um, and I think that misunderstanding. Clearly, Christians are not cannibals, or right. most of them that I've met. But misinformation makes behave people behave very badly. Absolutely. And we live in an interesting time. Yeah, my dear friend. Yes, we do. In the sense that there is information everywhere, mm-hmm. and most of it is horseshit. It's, it's, let me tell you something. I found my way down a YouTube rabbit hole. Oh, I, I, that so many oh times, gosh! Yeah. And you know, I finally get the algorithm because when I first got on YouTube, I was picking what I wanted to see, and then one day I woke up and realized that I hadn't picked in hours. That YouTube was just, and it wasn't even like the same person, like the third video from the same person. They were like, "Oh, you like her." Okay, let me show you him. Oh, you like him? Okay, let me show you this. And then by the time I woke up at midnight, I was on something that I never would have chosen. Mm. It was like bits and pieces of what I started with. And had I probably watched the transgression of where they were taking me, a progression of where they were taking me, I probably would have been brainwashed into believing that whatever that person at 2 a.m. was saying was the God's honest truth because I'd gotten little kernels mm. of other nonsense from all these other people that they chose for me. How do I, you protect yourself from it now? You know, I'm realizing what it is. Like, I'm realizing that this is entertainment. Yeah. And these people, I think somebody, they think that when you see the sure microphone in front of someone and, and a ring light, and they have theme music now. These these little talkers, yeah. they have their own theme Influences music. Their influ- influ- yeah, right. Yeah. And you see it and it looks like a television show. And back when I was a kid, you had to have some substance to have a television show. You had yeah. to know what you were talking about to have a television show. So you're watching it and you're going, oh, but wait, this is someone in their, their bedroom right. with a $200 mic they bought. And that doesn't mean what they're saying is true. Right. So I just look at it now as entertainment. I think I think of it as, as well as a little bit like when, when people get themselves into trouble mm-hmm. by saying something ill-advised yes. or perhaps, um, perhaps clumsily mm. um, thinking they're funny. Sometimes, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, sometimes people think they're funny and they're yeah, not and funny. And they're not funny. Eh, 
Everybody thinks they're Everybody funny. Everybody thinks they're funny. It's the craziest thing. Yeah, they're laughing at their own joke. I know, it's the weirdest thing. But when somebody gets into trouble, I think, you see, now this is why you have a producer. Yep. Did you ever meet Peter LaSalle, who was, he was my producer at the late night show. I had two of them because I did you the show once. Did. Yeah. But Peter was, Peter was, is an extraordinary story. He mm-hmm. was, um, he's an older gentleman and he was captured by the Nazis, was German Jew. Holy crap. He was in the concentration camps. Oh, my God. He managed to have, he was in the same class as Anne Frank oh, in Amsterdam. Oh, my God. I mean, like a, a, yeah, like a yeah. horrendous yeah. story, but his family made it to the United States. And he got into show business. Eventually, through a series of adventures and mm-hmm. America being America, mm-hmm. he becomes Johnny Carson's producer for 35 years wow. on The Tonight Show. Wow. And then, you know, his career goes into the doldrums and he has to produce me. No, no, I'm not. I will not allow it. I will not allow it. No. But P- Peter is, it was, was a fabulous, what I'm trying to say, the point is he understood mm-hmm. the talk. And late night was, was the beginning of YouTube, I think. Right. You know, that yeah. kind of talking directly yeah, just, to yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would say to me, sometimes I have a joke. And because, you know, you're bullshit and you're comedian. Thing, I'm going to do the joke, Pete. And he go, really? Because... I we should, got tomorrow night. Yeah, and don't do it. There's always another joke. Yeah. It's not that great a joke. And this is how long ago it was. He would say, look, just don't say anything that make the people at PETA get mad. Because <laughs> <laughs> listen. Oh, man. You don't you, want that smoke. You do not piss you don't off want the animal that smoke. people. You don't want it. Mm-mm-mm. Do you have animals? I do have a dog. Right. Harley. So you know. Yes, I do. I just had a moment when you were talking where I was, I got a little misty that we didn't find each other earlier. Because I'm sad that I only got to do your show that one time. Like, we've done a thousand different things since then. But You're kidding me. You only, only did, did it once? I only did it once because I couldn't get arrested in late night. And I'm really good on late night. So I couldn't figure out why. That's crazy. I could, yeah. And it was, and I don't even know. I think I got your show from a cancel. It, I don't think it was, I think it was like a cancellation or something. And then you realized, like, this magic between us. You realized it. Of course, it. yeah. But you were, I remember you said to me, like, why am I just meeting you now? Like, why is this the first time? And I think your show, you were ending your show, like, maybe a year after that. So I only got to go on once. Wow. Yeah. You know, because it shows you her perception of memory. Because if somebody mm-hmm. had said to me, who were, you know, you know, give me a list of people who were regular guests, you would definitely I, be in there. I would have been had I gotten on. I know that I would have been if I would have gotten on so early. Yeah. That's crazy to Yeah, me. one time. I had one time with you. Uh, well, I mean, I did celeb name game like 50 times. Think, right, but, that's right. But our that. show, your show was only once. Do you still watch the game shows? Do you still do that? I do. Um, I've been... You've gotten a little more serious my, and grown up my, since my the last mood, time I saw my you. My mood though. has been a little dour in the last That's few okay. years. Yeah, it's like I think I think I'm a, I'm an adult now, and I think I'm fully grasping how serious all this stuff is. I hope that I haven't lost my joy. No, podcast. How you like you that? Have, you know, it's good. Yeah, and yeah. You st- and you still got the showbiz slate. I do. Yeah, you I do. do. So it's I haven't fine. lost my joy, but I I feel like. I'm supposed to sound the alarm and I've been sounding the alarm for the last eight years or so. I think also you are, it's very, this doesn't, this is not you different to when I mm-hmm. first met you. I don't, I don't feel like you've dropped anything. Yeah, I okay. think that you're, as the, uh, as the Pikachu watchers say, you're, <laughs> you're approaching your final form. Do you know I, what I mean? Yes, you know, it, absolutely. It, and I think that, I think that that, that's all right. I mean, yeah. the, people used to talk about, the people say so much, you know, stick to comedy and you go, well, now nah, really, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't do politics mm-hmm. in, in my stand-up, yeah. but, but that's a stylistic choice, right? You know, it's not you're that very, I don't, you're very politically aware. Like sure. you always have been that. Sure, so. I know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have a my position on it is slightly different. Okay, 
And it is actually, if we're being honest, I think it's to do with a sense of being a person of faith or a person mm-hmm. of doubt or a person of trying to find out what I'm meant to be doing. Mm. Right? What What am I here for? What am, right. What's my What's job? my purpose? What's yeah. my job, God? Yeah. What have I got to do? Right. And I feel like I, when I was younger, I thought it was for something very noble and yeah. uh, maybe they would carve statues. <laughs> but now I'm beginning to think your job is to give people a break. Ooh. That's your job. Craig, also noble. Yeah, but Absolutely. in a slightly different way. So my job, for the like, if I'm doing ninety minutes on stage, yeah, and I stand up. My job is for ninety minutes, you laugh, and you forget all forget about all that about stuff. It. Yeah, oh, and then yes. when you leave, all of that stuff you're mad about <laughs> is still It'll there. It'll be right there waiting for you at the door. <laughs> it's right. At the, you can pick it up at the coat Absolutely. check. It's right there. Absolutely. And I think that there's 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 a certain growth of that mm-hmm. sort of thought. It's not that it's bad. Yeah. But I, I wonder, because I, I think, see, politics is always, I've always thought, this is not the case with you. Yes. But politics, I've thought, this is where people go sometimes when they want to appear smarter than they are. Mm. Because if you pick a side, then you immediately have a bunch of people who are right, going to agree with you. Right, going to agree with you, right. Uh, and so you're like, yeah, he, he's talking sense. Is he though, really? Yeah. <laughs> is he? The guy with the who farted hat? Yeah, is, he talk, he? Is, is he? Is he talking sense? Is he? I don't know if he is. Maybe yeah. you just agree with him. But there is a movement, and the, this convoluted route I'm taking you on is mm-hmm. this, because I look at my my younger brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. my my children's generation, and, mm-hmm. and people younger than me, and I look at their earnest beliefs, mm-hmm. and some of them I don't understand. And manners are moving very quickly, and that's appropriate. I'm yeah. older; they're younger. That happens. How old are you? Do you say sixty-one? You're a baby. No, sweet, sweet little baby. The, was. May, the only place I have a baby is maybe a couple of retirement communities in Florida and some Buddhist temples in Nepal. I might be the kid. Other than that, but the thing is, is that I look at the the changing manners mm-hmm. of people in our business, like mm-hmm. the words you can't say, the ones you can't. Some of it is admirable. Some of yeah. it's correct. Some of it is that correction, and some of it I think: Are we losing naughtiness? We are. And, and is, this is, is that a, necessary though? Is that is that okay? Mm, I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's necessary to lose naughtiness. I think uh, naughtiness. I think losing naughtiness is as detrimental as losing shame. Okay. And we lost shame around the same time we lost naughtiness. Mm. And there's one thing to be naughty with a a twinkle in your eye mm. and the understanding that you know your tip towing right up to the edge but you're not tiptoeing up there to harm anybody right it's, also, there, it's, it's all yeah, silliness yeah. and it's fun and and you even if you're a really good person or a really goody goody you know what i'm talking about yes, it's I that do. right yeah, yeah, yeah it's that little twinkle and i think people have course corrected to the point where they believe that if you're naughty you're dark mm. and i don't I mean, there's probably some that are, but I don't think those that were choosing that for their comedy were doing it for that reason. Going back to the shame thing, I feel like in this idea of telling people you shouldn't feel bad about anything, we've thrown the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, there's some things you should feel bad about. There are some things you really should feel bad about. If you are stealing from people or stabbing people in the back or you're, you know, sleeping around with somebody else's wife or husband— you should feel bad yeah, about that's, that. Yeah, that's shameful. It's shameful. Stop doing so, it. Yeah, so yeah. this idea of when you, I need to be free. No, 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 not your freedom should not impinge on, uh, you know, cover somebody else's ability to be free. Yeah. Your search for love should not take love from someone else. There's things that 
do what you need to do for you, but you should do no harm in doing what you need to do for yourself. That's a Buddhist tenet, isn't it? Do is no it? Harm. I believe it is. Yeah, I think but it's, it's also, it's also, I think it's every faith's, it should be a part of every faith. You right. should walk out your door going, I don't want to hurt nobody today. Yeah. I want to get what I want. I want to, I want to build a life that I think would be amazing. But I, for me, I can't sleep at night if to get what I need, I have to, to step on someone's neck. I don't believe that that's the way I have to get it. If I have to step on someone's neck to get it, I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it. Yeah. You, you got to get past that. <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I feel though that I, I'm I'm refreshed to hear. I find it refreshing. I'm not refreshed. I find it refreshing. <laughs> I'm slightly refreshed. refreshed. I have a little water here. I'm slightly refreshed. Refreshed. I I find it refreshing that you say that we need a little more shame. We do. Because I agree. Yeah. I think that you know you shouldn't be ashamed of yourself. Well, you should be ashamed of yourself for that. Right. But but, but, but what you did absolutely that was bad. Absolutely. And I think that what I'm fascinated by. When I was talking to you about the early Christians, yes. pre pre Christian pre Roman Christianity, that there was a, a theologian, mm. a gentleman by the name of Evagrius, mm. from a town called Pontus, which I think was in northern Turkey. It's mm. not really important where it was for the extent of the story. Yeah. And he came up with the idea of the eight thoughts, mm. eight thoughts, which take the forms of demons, okay, which separate you from God. Oh, what are they? They are. You'll recognize them. Mm. Envy, yep. sloth, greed. lust, greed, all that, avarice, all that mm -hmm. stuff. And they became, of course, later on, the seven deadly sins right. in the in the church. And the eight went to seven because they put sadness, which was one of the eight thoughts, was folded into sloth. Well, if you're sad, you are just laying around. Right, you're right. laying around. But also, I think there's a little bit of a hint about self-pity in there as well. Because mm. self-pity, I got to tell you, when I let myself down, it's always self-pity. Right. Well, it's not always self-pity. But it's it, often. It, recently, it's self-pity. It's, <laughs> it's like recently. Sometimes I just let myself down because <laughs> I'm just so hungry. I got to cry. But, the, but the, the idea of the demons and the, the thoughts, mm -hmm. the early Christians, when they were thinking about that, they didn't think of these things in moral terms. They, they mm -hmm. think about these are things that will separate you from, from oneness, God. Yeah. from God, from right. the universe. And it was only in later in the medieval church that it became a moral kind of, you are naughty and bad yeah. if you have these things. It's like, no, this is, this is just something that's separating you right. from something that's pretty great. Yeah. You know, and, and actually the reason why you're here. But you know what the deepest thing about uh, Christianity for me and the way and people that I feel are doing it wrong, um, <laughs> it's funny I said that as I'm about to say what I'm about to say. <laughs> you are not supposed to judge people. Right. You know, Christ made it very clear, God made it clear that we're we're ill-equipped to decide who's getting it right and who's getting it wrong. Right. And one of my favorite scriptures is take the plank of wood out of your eye before you fiddle with someone else's splinter. Yeah. A plank of wood is huge. A splinter is tiny. Right. So in that scripture, uh, the Lord is saying, whatever is on your plate is huger and more imminent and needs to be dealt with right now more than what your neighbor is doing down the street. And if you need something to uh, put your time, your mind on and, and spend time doing, work on you.
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about working okay. on you then. So let because you are self-professed a person of faith. Mm-hmm. What does it look like for you? And tell me if I'm getting too personal. With no, this, but, you never but what do. does it look like for you when that faith is tested? Can you give me an example when you say, "I don't see how this person being sick or this this thing happened in my life or this disappointment for me"? How can that? Well, I, it always hits me when someone wonderful passes away and someone that really has no desire to help anyone just thrives Mm. and they're around the same age, you know, Mm. or I'll see people and and I'm not ambitious in the industry at all. So I don't mean this, like I'm not harmed. You have a building named after you in Hollywood. (laughs) Why? What more do you need? And you have Arsenio Hall's hall (laughs) named after you in Arsenio Hall. What I'm saying though is I, if I see someone that I know is not kind and has not in ever, in my opinion, try to think of other people, rise, keep have like a meteoric rise in this industry. I'm always like, oh, their platform's going to get so big and they have nothing. They're not using it to help anybody. It's just look at my lip gloss, look at my dress. It's, it's so part of me feels like that is like, that doesn't feel fair to me. It feels like the people that should have the platform, like you said, the people that should have it are people that don't want it. Mm. The people that should be famous are the people that don't want to be famous. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? The people that don't desire to be famous. I think fame is, the nature of fame is very different than it was even 10 years ago. You think? Yes, I do. I think that certainly, maybe not 10 years, but certainly when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. which is, I'm afraid, a lot further ago than 10 years, (laughs) being famous was something that I wanted because Mm -hmm. I felt it would uh, remove for me the difficulties of my life. Mm -hmm. It would make me feel special and it would... It would, uh, you know, I, I, the honest truth is I thought I wouldn't have to go to the dentist. When I was a kid, I thought <laughs> if I'm famous, I'd, now, what I didn't know is I'd end up in Hollywood, which, you know, you, you, you go better, to the dentist you, a lot. You better you're, go to the dentist. Yeah, you're going moment. to the dentist yeah. nearly every day. Absolutely. Especially if you arrive from Scotland. Absolutely. <laughs> you like, better go. Okay, first thing you will be doing, I, I go to the we're going to do about a couple of years in the dentist. Right. But I thought it would, it would separate me and make me special. Mm. And I think it does, or it used to, and I don't think it does anymore. What do you think it does now? I think it exposes you and I think it makes you vulnerable to your mistakes. And what I mean by that is when I was a kid, when I was in my 20s, I drank mm-hmm. too much. I drank a lot. Mm-hmm. I got myself in a lot of trouble mm-hmm. with alcohol. And I, you know, I got into fights and I behaved like an idiot. And I fell down and I made a fool of myself and I peed in my pants. Mm-hmm. There's no footage of that. Right. You know. <laughs> well, m- maybe after this goes out, maybe you, somebody will have mental, some. I have a mental a, footage. I yeah, just had a mental. Yeah, there's no actual footage of me doing that. Right. And with the kids now, like when you, you talked earlier about the Karens, I, 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 saw, I saw one recently. There's a, a drunk woman on a train just yelling at these German students. Did you see this one? No. It's a, you know, it, it it's kind of interesting for our purpose because it contains... Racism, but not black-white racism. It's yeah. a drunk woman, white woman on a train, yelling at some German students because they're speaking a different, you know, and she's yelling, go back to your own country, wow. and all of the usual phrases right. and, and all that stuff. And I thought, yeah, that's horrible yeah. what you're doing, but she's drunk off her ass, mm-hmm. and she should learn a lesson from it. But you don't believe in Vino Veritas? No. I don't. Really? I don't believe in that because I've said a lot of shit when I was drinking that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. I don't think in Vino Veritas is true at all. In Wine Truth, I don't think it's true. I mm-hmm. think I think in for some people it may be true. Mm-hmm. But for people like me, alcoholics, when I start drinking, I'm not home. It ain't mm-hmm. me. Now, I have to deal with well, they all call, the behavior. They, they call them spirits. They yeah. call it the, 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 the demon drink. Yeah, that's and, what know, they say. And I think that you know, when I start drinking, the drink starts drinking and then, right. you know, the, the, the lights are on, but I'm not home, right. you know. And, you know, that doesn't mean I'm not responsible for the right. actions that I take. I'm not saying that. Right. But what I'm saying is, it's just not what I want for myself. I'm not even aware, I wasn't even aware of some of the right. things. Like, I, would, I got in a fight. I remember particularly talking to a friend of mine who had like clearly had taken a couple of severe punches to the face. And now we were talking about it and he was pretty mad at me because yeah. it was me that had done it. Right. And we were out and it happened and I was like, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, so I don't believe in wine truth. I think in, I think in vino madness, yeah. if I knew the Latin for madness. That well, you know, you, you opened my eyes to that because I, I have always believed that, but I also believe you. And so if you're saying that that's not true all the time, then I'm now going to think about it in a different way because that does make sense. If someone is blacking out and if it is something else taking over, then that thing, whatever that thing is, is saying whatever it, 
you know, it's it's an id type moment at that moment. Right. It might not even be your id. So. But now what I'm also saying is in part of the way that I lived my life since I got sober when I was 29 mm-hmm. was that it doesn't matter. You're still responsible. And I, Absolutely. Had to, I had to go back and clear up all the mess yeah. that I'd made. And, you know, that was, it doesn't absolve me. From yeah. It, but it explained it to me a little bit. Yeah. Because I was thinking, you know, when you get in a fight with your friend that you, that you adore, yeah. you know, and you guys end up in a fight because you're drunk, mm-hmm. that why would I want to Keep doing that. Like right, that? right. Why would I want to keep why, doing that? What is it in me that, that happened? And what it was in me was alcohol. Yeah. But I think, that, you know, I I became quite pious when I got sober mm. for a while. And, I, you know, I said that, so I was talking to a, friend, a very good friend of mine, still a good friend of mine, who had also gotten sober some mm. years before me. And I said to him, uh, I said, you know, I think alcoholism is a low-level search for God. Mm. And he said, I don't know about that. He said, <laughs> But he said, in your case, I'd stick with a low-level ceremony. (laughs) I like him. Did you ever run into trouble with anything like that? Did you ever find yourself in a set of behaviors when you thought, what's going on with me? Why am I doing this? You know, probably food for me because I ate myself into diabetes. Food? That's a legitimate demon. It's a good one, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a horrible one, not a good one. It is. Yeah, so I think that I never dabbled in in alcohol and drugs because my grandmother was an alcoholic and okay. she died of that. Yeah. And so I, I often heard that it was genetic and I was like, well, I, I got a predisposition. So much so that when I was in seventh grade, my neighbor, remember when they used to put the the free cigarette things in the in the magazines? You could go take the, rip it out. And oh, yeah, it, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had gone and got a free pack of cigarettes and she was like, we gonna smoke after, you know, after school. So I went over and she had gotten a pack of menthols. And when I tell you, I took one drag on that minty goodness of that. And I said to myself, never again. Because I'm also the person that believes that if it can happen to anyone, it will happen to me. So I had seen the commercial, the lady with the little trach. I saw that and I was like, that happened because of smoking. So if I go down this road, that will be me. And so I just never smoked. I never. I I, I think that that's that's good. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to steer you back to the food. Okay, oh yeah, come on back. Because that, because that's the one that bit you. Yeah. And and I understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I behave sometimes around food. Mm. I hate that I, this is true about me, but I hate behave sometimes around food. And I think, what what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Why are you in, like? I'll tell you today. Yeah. I just I ate a whole Toblerone. Because yeah. I'm in a hotel and they're... And it's never, there. And it's they, there. I never buy a Toblerone. No, but it's there. It's yeah. right there in the room. Yeah, but there's also, there's bottles of hooch in the mini bar. I'm not tempted to go yeah, in but there. Yeah, but I don't think the, the Toblerone has the has the stigma and the history. <laughs> it doesn't have the power you don't have over the me. Power I mean, you. I've got a little bit of shame about Toblerone. <laughs> right. I think if it was tequila, Absolutely. we wouldn't be talking. We wouldn't be talking no, right I now. I wouldn't have turned up. Yeah, I would not have turned bender, up. Yeah, But I think that, how did you, or have you, found uh, a way to be at peace with that or, or deal I have, with that? And, and, I mean, that's the dangerous one too, I think, because you can't stop eating. You can stop drinking, you can stop doing coke or whatever your thing mm-hmm. is, but you can't stop eating. You have, that's right. It's a it's a addiction that you have that you have to always continue to do or you die. Right. So I think for me, I had to, I went got into therapy because the question is, why are you doing, whatever the addictive behavior is, why? Right. If you're a sex addict, uh, alcohol, whatever, why? Mm. What is going on in your life or inside of you that you're using? Why are you behaving in a way that's abhorrent Exa- to you? Exactly. Right. And so I got into therapy and just realized that I was like, I had low level sadness. Like I was just sad. And 
bored or whatever. And bored's a great one. Thank you for yeah. saying that. Yeah, and it's like, well, I can fill this space with something right. instead of picking up a book, calling a yeah. friend, taking a walk. I, it was donuts, you yeah. know? And so what scared me straight was my diagnosis when I got diagnosed with diabetes. And I just, I was like, I don't want to be sickly. You know, I I don't, I'm not a athlete. I'm not like in the gym and I'm not that kind of person, but mm. at baseline, I don't want to have chronic diseases as I get older. Who does, we, right. But yeah. I, I don't think that we always think about it like that. Like we think that we're going to be the lucky one or we're going to be the one that beats whatever the thing is. Yeah. Again, my mindset is it'll be the thing that takes me out. So when I got diabetes, I'm like, well, they're cutting off my legs. Did you take my legs? <laughs> did you think when COVID came out, did you think I'm going to die of this? Absolutely. Yeah, me I'm too. like, it's I absolutely th- going to get me. I'm going to die of this. Oh yeah. yeah. I was totally you, a, you obviously got it, right? I, I, mean, I got I, it once. Yeah, I got it. I have had it twice. Yeah, I'm a bit of a germaphobe anyway. Mm. So I already was wearing masks on planes because I had just booked a kid's show and was flying back and forth from New York doing this kid's show. And I knew mm. kids were Petri dishes. So I was like, yeah, I need to wear a mask to protect myself from these babies yeah. who could have Lord knows what. And that was in October of 2019. So I came back to LA from New York and the world blew up, but I already had masks. So I was already... right in that mindset of you have to protect yourself. But yeah, I, I did I did all, I did the vaccines, the social distancing. I'm still spritzing everything. Like, I'm still in it. I, I, I'm kind of a bit like that. Yeah. Well. I, I mean, that I wash my hands when I yeah. get home. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I have, they haven't been anywhere. Things we probably should have been doing anyway, though. Like, yeah. when you think about, what I think about now is how many times I walk through sneezes and, you know, Ugh. you don't you don't want to, yeah. but if, so, if you're on a plane and a person next to you sneezes, I didn't used to cover myself or I would just be like, okay, the person sneezed. But now I'm like, the droplets, you know, like your mind (laughs) is like literally thinking about what's... I get like that too. I I get the the, the idea. When I hear someone coughing, but it's funny enough, it's always in an airport or a plane. I'm like, oh, God damn it. Why can't you just stay home? Yeah. You know... It just Um, makes me take my mask and like pinch the nose a little tighter and check it a little more. It's funny. I, I, people got even mad at that. I know. I was like, what's, I don't, why are you mad at that? Yeah, but I think also, uh, going back to how we've lost ourselves in the last eight years in particular, you wear the mask, when they said that you wear the mask to protect others, I was like, this is the perfect reason to say it. Like, Because I'm thinking everybody wants to make sure that they don't harm other people. So, of course, you say, and that was the reason people didn't wear it. They were like, oh, well, if, if I'm fine, I don't have to, I don't know them. You know, and I'm like, yeah. why don't you, you don't want the person down the street to be okay. Like I don't. I, it's foreign to me to not want other people to be okay. How do we inject more decency into society? Oh, gosh, I don't know, Senator Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like I kind of feel like, and I, I, I hate to say this because this is like defeatist, but I feel like you either come here with a heart for people or you don't. I think it's you can because I remember one time no, I was. Come on, no, no, you're no, a Christian. No, no, you gotta no, have redemption. No, no, no. I mean, there may be redemption, but yeah. I'm saying. It's like a muscle. I think if you don't come here with it, you can exercise it to learn how. But I remember I was on set one day and I don't even know what I did, but one of my cast members said, yeah, you're really nice to people. And I said, mm-hmm. Yeah. And she said, I don't really know how to do that. Oh, wow. And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I, what? I, I think I can almost name this person You know what I'm saying? You. But I was yeah. like, what do you mean? You don't yeah. know how, like, to me, it just seems like air to breathe. You just put other people's needs Ahead of your own. And then if if you if I put your needs ahead of you and you put my needs ahead of me, we're, of you, we're both taken care of. It's the same way in a love relationship. If I love you with all I have and you love me with all you have, 
we're both okay. Mm. The problem is when I love you with all I have, and you also love you with all you have. It's like then, you know me. <laughs> no, what I'm saying, then I'm left. So yeah, yeah, if yeah. we all would be outward facing and look around and go, who can I help today? What can I sow that's good today? Because even coming here, I get to see my buddy Craig and I get to have this conversation, but I didn't come here going, how can I make myself great on his podcast? No, no. I'm like, how can I say, I hope I can say something that sparks something in someone's mind and it takes them down a path that's better. I think, so I think that's right. You know what I mean? You know, when I talk to my children mm -hmm. and, and when I talk to myself, mm -hmm. because inside me is a self-pity, <laughs> I'll be a little boy. So let's not make it about your kids, Craig. Let's tell the truth. <laughs> what I do is self-pity is a real legitimate demon, yeah. I think. And what I try and do is find a way to be of service. Yes. Like you're talking about for another human being. That's I'm right. lucky because the way I, you know, as a sober alcoholic was an obvious way for me to go, which is, you know, find find a drunk, yeah, help. Be a mentor, yeah. Um, Sponsor. What service does, I think, it doesn't take away your problems. No. But it stops you thinking about it. Absolutely. For a absolutely. And it takes your mind off. And it gives you perspective. But that's the word I was going to use. You it gives you a perspective. So, you know, if I'm talking to someone who suffers from the same condition I have, who's just come in the door, like, so for example, when I, when you arrive into sobriety in the way that, that I did, you know, that you get arrows in your hat and it's like, you know, you're all like burnt and stuff like that. <laughs> and you, you know, time goes by, you get a nice suit, you comb your hair, you get a haircut that clears up and you kind of forget a little bit. Mm -hmm. So if you spend time around the people that are still got arrows in their hats, mm -hmm. the, you know, it's a good sense of a good reminder of what's available to you if you want to go back the way yeah so we're coming to the end of this now so no well the end of this episode this is will be this will be go down as this episode will be the last one you did before you ran for <laughs> now i do know one of the senators in ohio you do which one sharon yes now sharon he's a nice man mm -hmm. he's uh He's a career politician. Mm -hmm. He's been there for a long time. Now, who's the other guy? Is it Bear? Who's the other senator in Chicago? Oh, the, in uh, uh, the, Ohio. Uh, the guy that just, it's not, Van, it's not Vance. No, I Vance is the, I, I think remember. Vance is the Anyway, what I'm saying is this. You know Sherrod Brown? I don't know him personally, no. Well, his name is Brown. Yes. And your name is Brown. It is. And I like Sherrod and he's got a sense of humor and I yeah. think you'd get a kick out of him. Really? I think the two of you represent the great state of Ohio and the in the Senate. I think that So wait, it's so what I have to I have to leave LA, I have to go back to Ohio? I think you should I have to run in Ohio. Yeah, I think you have to. You yeah. can keep a place here and pay California taxes. <laughs> but but I think you should you should think about it. I mean, look, there'll always be the event Nicole Brown building here in Hollywood. <laughs> People are literally going to start looking for this building yeah, that does not exist. It's in Cosmo Street in Hollywood, <laughs> the Event Nicole Brown building. Uh, I adore you. I'm I adore always, you. I, I, I'm always fascinated by our discussions because they always end up going somewhere I didn't think. I know. It's, I, I never even plan what I'm going to say when I come to see you. Where it, You know, because I think I've done every iteration of this that you've done yep, since your show. You have. I don't even plan. I just, I, I just go, I'm going to talk to my buddy. Yep. I'll talk to my buddy for it. Um, we're gonna shoot the yeah the poop shoot the poop yeah. shoot the poop. I was uh, I was gonna say shoot the and then I thought no I don't because 
You're a Baptist. I don't like to you swear. Know, I, I say those words. Yeah, but I, you know, but I, you know, when you somebody says they're a Baptist, I feel like I shouldn't swear in front of. Oh, them. that's. Oh, well, I mean, you can listen. I've got highly developed I, sense I, of I shame. I feel like the Lord would strike me down if I said, "How dare you cuss?" And he'd be like, "You bet, <laughs> really, <laughs> really." I, I think the if the Lord is going to be striking people down, He's got a long list of people He's got to get through before <laughs> right. He gets to you for cussing. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. I love you. I, I love you, honey. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth, no matter who you are, that mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.